following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 97 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is Stank. Stank. Uh, I, I, I gotta say it. I gotta talk about it. Um, I'm tired of uh, pre-pandemic stuff, pre-pandemic life coming back. Um, yeah. I before we recorded this podcast, I, I wanted to go get myself a, a nice little lunch, a little treat. I thought I'd visit the old BK Lounge. Um, it's about six minutes away from me, but what it's normally a six-minute drive turned into about a thirty-two-minute drive because. Cool. Now with this warm weather and now with, uh, you know, pandemic stuff sort of lightening, lightening up, people are out and about and there's so much traffic. I, I commented to you that I, I missed uh, the early days of the pandemic where it was essentially like 28 days later and nobody was out. Like you could I could get to and from I could get to your house from here in about 32 minutes. Like, yeah, that's how little traffic there was. Um but yeah, I'm just um, I'm I'm being a little grumpy uh, because who, of, who who would have thought in today's times that you could say I I really miss COVID nineteen. You didn't know what you had until until it was gone. I, I mean, was, gone. I mean, listen, I was thriving. I was thriving during yeah. that time. All right, like uh, we all figured out how to game the system a little bit, just reap the benefits. And phew. listen, I'm I'm very much a homebody. I uh, I don't like people being outside. I enjoy covering my face, um, and I and I'm not particularly fond of large group large group gatherings. So I, I thrived during the pandemic. Uh, but uh, of course, you guys, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome to the PWT Cast. It's the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, myself and Dave, we gather every week and talk nonsense, just like uh, like this. You know, our love of Watchmen, our love of movies, uh, how much we miss. Uh, the 28 days later pre-pandemic uh, traffic, um, and uh, it was, as well as this, you know, we also have a Patreon if you want to uh, listen to our weekly movie reviews in the form of GoGo, or nope, that is our Power Rangers uh, podcast, our movie review in the form of Scrump and Stank's family video. Uh, you can head over there. You can sign up for as low as five bucks. Uh, listen to our movie reviews. This week we have a real fun episode with uh, me, Dave, and uh, his stepson Scotty. We talk about Total Recall, and uh, I think we all do our fair share of Arnold impersonations. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us. Love like, it. I think it was me. And, I think me and you did it enough that Scotty eventually like started doing his own yeah. Arnold impersonations. Um, yeah. But also uh, this week for the ten dollars and up uh, tiers, um, we're dropping a brand new show. We again we were doing a Power Ranger show called Go Go Scrub and Stank. We decided to temporarily just set that one aside to to bring a new show in the form of Scrump and Stank's Detective Agency. Um, this one was <laughs> so it was it was kind of just based on a joke that uh, we were talking about our brand new office which we will get into a little bit later, but we were talking about how it, uh, Dave mentioned, oh, it reminds me of Eddie Valiant's office from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Um, because if, and not many of you have, you know, but if any of you guys have been up, like, into the that third level of, of where our office is, it does, it very much just looks like that, like an old, uh, old-timey, like, detective's office. 
And so, like, I, I think I made the joke, like, yeah, Scrump and Six Detective Agency coming soon. And, well, Dave approached me. He's like, what if we made this an actual thing? And much like with any idea that Dave comes up to me with, I'm always just like, done. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, so we recorded a fun episode of that. Um, and, again, it's if you guys are wondering what the hell is this Scrump and Six Detective Agency, well, we figured it'd be fun to – to kind of switch things up, change it from, you know, from all this wrestling talk that we do uh, to some, we wanted to talk like cryptids, conspiracy theories, uh, like murders, you know, be it unsolved or solved, just kind of fun, just just switch it up a little bit because, um, and, you know, like the one we do this week is with uh, the one, the only, the marvelous, the uh, Money Matt Nicks. Money, yeah. Money Matt Nicks. Uh, and we talk about Mothman and it's it's just fun because, like how many times like and it's, it's i specifically it's more so to me like a memory of like being a young kid and you're hanging out with your group of friends and someone says like yeah have you ever heard of this thing and you're just like what they're like yeah uh you know my uh my uncle one time he was out in the woods and he saw like bigfoot and you're just like what the fuck and then someone's like yeah well my grandma in mexico said she saw ghost and there's just all these kinds of fucked up stories or every now and then, you know, you come across something on like um, some sort of like Netflix documentary or something about like yeah. some sort of person that either committed these atrocious. I, I always go to don't fuck with cats, you know, where it's like this fucked up individual who like once you get into like their psyche on how crazy was this person that they orchestrated this large scale event Um to the point where they were like, I'm really fond of this movie and I'm going to orchestrate murders and killings and in hopes that I get caught just so that I can recreate this specific scene from a movie. Like all those things are so fascinating that Dave and I were like, Oh, let's, uh, let's talk some of those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I like to think of it as a good combination of like unsolved mysteries, true crime documentaries and, kind of the x-files a little bit so uh it's it's fun like love talking to power rangers um i think we were sort of reaching the end of like where our perfect expertise was and we'd have to venture out further for some more stuff but this like uh uh money matt nick says in there we talk about this all the time anyways at the shop just random stuff like this so it's it's really fun to kind of make it official yeah i mean like it's like me and nick specifically there will be a lot of like i've I've mentioned on the on that uh uh episode there's uh a bunch of videos that i've started watching mainly because he was sending me tiktoks and like again once you get into like the tiktok algorithm you know it's like hey we realize you really like these fucked up like conspiracy alien videos you want to see some more of it and then before i know it it's five in the morning and uh, I got to be at work in a few hours and I'm going to be exhausted because I stayed up all night re- like watching these 30 to 45 second videos about the Anunnaki aliens. Um, but it's just it's fun. You know, like it's 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 just something new that we're going to try. So, uh, again, if if you want to sign up for that, if you're if you're one of the five dollar members or in the five dollar tier, and you want to listen to that. Just upgrade to the ten dollar uh, one. And um, oh, my God, I, I've so in I've, i I forgot to mention this to you in the podcast at one point we make a joke about mark where like we're like oh wait 
he's not going to listen to this because he he's not subscribed to that specific tier. And then, you know, we all laugh. Well, it turns out he was subscribed to that tier. And then just to spite oh. us, then just to spite us, he uh, subscribed to the $20 tier. So shout out Mark Villanueva. Uh, Man, he got it. He really got us on that one. Dang it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I was thinking about it. Are you, I was thinking about Mark earlier because I saw uh, a video for, um, what is it? The family feud, like celebrity edition, which, yeah, I was upset because um, they showed a bunch of quote unquote celebrities. I recognize maybe a third of them. I know Kevin Smith is on that season, and not once did they show Kevin Smith. Like the celebrities that I did recognize, I was like, "There is no way this fucking this lady is more famous than Kevin Smith." But I mean, whatever. It was a forty. It was like a forty second clip. Um, but I was thinking about it because um, did you know Mark has Steve Harvey's couch? What? Yeah. So uh, through uh, through one way or another, I forget exactly how, um, Ryan Barkin, CEO of Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, came yep. upon owning Steve Harvey's couch. Uh, <laughs> the couch that he had in his office. I don't know. I, I mean, you, you'd seen it, Dave, before he rearranged his office. That couch that he had in there belonged to Steve Harvey, and it somehow got inherited to Ryan. Again, I forget the exact reasoning behind it, but I, I remember me, Mark, and Paul had to get rid, get it out of his office, and we brought it down to the warehouse. Um, one weekend, Mark's like, hey, he's like, me and my brother are going to go take the couch. Like, I hope we don't make too much noise. I, of course, was taking my midday nap, so I didn't even see the text until I woke up later on. Um, but, yeah, he, he took the couch, took it home. It's his now. And it wasn't until later that, like, Cousin Jeremy and Matt Nix, they kept referring to it as Steve Harvey's couch. And I was like, all right, I'm lost. I was like, why are we calling it Steve Harvey's couch? And apparently it was Steve Harvey's, and somehow Ryan came upon it, and, well, now Mark owns the couch. That is, you know what? I I got to say it. Almost every week I find something remarkable about Mark. And, uh... It's an incredible streak he's on, but I mean, enjoy that couch. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Listen, I love Mark Villanueva. You know, we've had him on here before, um, and we're gonna have to have him back on now because he's a twenty dollar member tier, and you know, he'll have to pick a movie to uh, to review. But yeah, no, Mark, you know, the guy, he's in the hangman of pro wrestling tees. He's the hangman of pro wrestling tees. You know, we'll leave it at yeah. that. Um, but yeah, that is our, our, our Patreon stuff. Uh, so if you want to, uh, you know, get any of those bonus episodes, including this one with Matt Nix, it was a really fun one. Um, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Dave, I mentioned to you, though, I, I, I watched something yesterday. Uh, there's this movie that came out in 2009. Um, it's called Push. Now, uh you said you you'd never uh seen it but it's um no. it's this like superhero thriller almost kind of reminds me of like a heist movie um it stars chris evan dakota fanning camilla bell and uh jaiman hansu i i can never say his name right but i believe that's how you say it jaiman hansu you know from blood diamond um yeah and it's like it's about this like group of people that are born with like superhero powers and they're trying to take down this like government agency that's they're basically they create a drug that will like enhance your powers 
and um everyone who like they tested on dies except for this one specific girl and her name's kira and uh yeah it's just like i so i watched this movie and again it came out in 2009 it did relatively well at the box office like it wasn't the biggest hit but it did well enough um but they just never did anything with it like i mentioned to you uh before we started talking mark bernardin of uh fat man beyond you know does a podcast with kevin smith um a, a comic book writer in his own he's, he's done numerous things but right. he uh the only other thing that came from this was like a prequel comic that he wrote that i'm i'm gonna go look for because again it's like it's like really fucked up like and fucked up in like a good way you know where it's like uh basically after the nazis you know nazis famously and in real life were performing like experiments on humans trying to create like super soldiers you know right like you watch captain america and you're like oh wow super soldier serum <laughs> that would never happen like no it very much did happen they tried. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every government has tried to create super soldiers you know it wasn't it's easy for us to just be like it was the nazis they did it all but like for all we know there's a you know a lab somewhere with a bunch of super soldiers so, so that push movie that came out in so I, I was looking it up while you were talking. It came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. Can, can you imagine if that movie did become successful and we didn't have Chris Evans as Captain America because that came out two years later? So that was the thing that I was thinking about. So like, because listen, Chris Evans to me, great actor. One of like one of the yeah. greatest actors that not one of the a really great actor that I feel because of his like Avengers stuff, Captain America stuff, kind of gets he like. They're, you know they're like yeah he's okay but like no you know like because it's unfair like there's like within that mcu there's great fucking actors you know um like look at mark ruffalo the guy's constantly like oh yeah i'm this giant green giant but i'm also going to be in this very serious hbo miniseries and get nominated for all the awards because he's a great actor um but yeah no it's and the way i explain it to you is if i feel i very much so i'm, I'm sorry it's it's there's like four or five different like tiers because basically it's they start performing these experiments on people and then it just throughout basically from the you know the 40s to the 2000s um you know more and more people are starting to be born with these abilities because of all the experiments that are going on there's like different things like some are healers some are psychic some can see the future um some just have like telekinetic abilities there's some called pushers that like these these to me are the most interesting things where i could um where they say things and that becomes real you know so i could be like david remember that pet giraffe you had that died of dysentery you're really sad about it and then you would immediately burst into tears crying about your pet giraffe that died of dysentery and like Annie would be shaking you saying, David, you have never had a pet giraffe. What are you talking about? And you would be angry, you know, yelling at her, cussing up a storm, talking about, don't you talk about Jeffrey like that. He was a real giraffe, you know? So that was like really fucked up because there's like several scenes like that where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, so, so it's like a super Jedi mind trick. Exactly. Yeah. And um, again, it's just the way this movie is shot too, because it's shot in Hong Kong and it almost it's like it's very there, there's certain shots that you can tell are very much like guerrilla style of filming where like it's not it's not the proper like 
shots that you're used to and stuff like that. But like Ming Na Wen, she's also in this. Like she pops up in this. Um, one of the McPoyle brothers, who isn't the one that's in Westworld, pops up. Uh, again, it's like it's a fun, it's a fun little film. Again, Dakota Fanning as well, someone who like this girl's been acting forever, you know, since she was a kid, and yeah. Like she comes off to me as like one of the more mature presence in this film, you know. Like she's, I think she's only like thirteen, maybe fourteen in in the actual movie. She might be a little bit older, just playing younger. But like, she just fucking every scene that she's in, she just commands attention. And it's like fuck yeah. But again, the whole time I'm watching it, oh, that that was one of those things that I could think of because this is this is post uh, Fantastic Four and pre Captain America, right. and like you mentioned, like literally only two years. And that was one of those things where I'm just like, if this if this was like a hit, would we have had Captain America? But another thing that I thought of was like, again, it's an interesting concept and it very much, they leave it off on a cliffhanger. You know, like it's one of those, all right, this is what we're doing now. And like, as the movie was finishing, I was like, I was just like, oh no, like what the fuck? No, 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 no. Like I, I need more. Um, and yeah, they just they never did anything and I'm I'm positive if this were made today, you know, or even oh this is coming soon, it would be a massive hit because we we now have shows like, you know, HBO's Watchmen, uh The right. Boys, Invincible where like they sort of the superhero genre changes a little bit. Like we're I I, I feel and Mar- even Marvel's doing this where it's no longer just like here's 12 episodes about Spider-Man and he's going to save his friends and everything is going to be okay. It's like, no, here's a dark look at like, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch fucking losing her mind because everyone she loved is dead. And we're going to fucking look at it through the lens of, uh, you know, 90s sitcoms. So here you go. You know, like we're, they're, they're, we're done with like the normal, like just, yeah, this is just a superhero show. And I dig that. And, well, what I like, what I like too is, I'm a big Batman fan, but I think Batman has ruined a lot of movie and TV franchises because, like, everyone started going grim and dark, and you can go dark without being actually dark. You know what I mean? Like, uh, WandaVision, you know, say what you will about it. Like, they figured out a, a creative, colorful way to tell a really dark story. Marvel's doing it, and yeah, all these things. Watchmen the boys and none of it has that uh tim burton everything's drenched in black look so uh yeah this that would have been a cool show to to see yeah i mean i i definitely hope that like there's a resurgence of this like because yeah. even, even to me i'm like okay it's been about third or 12 years yeah right about 12 years yeah since 2009 um like you could realistically just like, all right, we're gonna do a sequel because everyone is still around. I mean, Chris Evans a lot more expensive than he used to be, yeah. um, but like, I I really think this could be a thing, you know? Like it's, and I know it's not gonna happen. Like I doubt there's any executive out there listening to this that goes, hmm, that little you know that little scrump kid is right. We should definitely see what's up with uh, this push. But even if they remade it, because one of the complaints I saw was like, there's a lot of exposition, but I feel like it's almost because like you have to, you kind of have to go in there and like explain everything. 
Right. Um, I mean, the movie's about, I don't know, maybe like two hours. I don't know. I, I got it. To me, it was enjoyable, so I didn't really notice the time. Like, it was one of those yep. movies where I never picked up my phone. Like, I can usually gauge how interesting a movie is by whether or not I pick up my phone. Um, yeah. Which is, it's always a bummer sometimes when I'm like, all right, I'm super excited to watch this movie. And then 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, Dave posted a new thing on Facebook. Let me see what he posted. And then and I find myself, like, just scrolling through Facebook, and I look up, and I'm like, oh. Oh, what just happened? Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, she's dead? What? What happened? Um, uh, you know, spe- speaking of movies like that, I I actually did end up watching Army of the Dead. Yeah, how how how'd you how'd you feel? Um, it, okay, I'll say that I I've been on a very anti Zack Snyder lately rant. Um, it wasn't as bad as people said, and uh, what I thought it was going to be. So I came in already thinking this is gonna be garbage but it was like scotty's last day here before he went to arizona i was like hey let's watch army of the dead um i guess i'll say (laughs) my two big takeaways are sometimes zach snyder can he could just be corny like some of the stuff he does is just super cornball and like how these uh zombies were in the movie was pretty cornball but two god damn is dave batista adorable like he's a big hulking dude and he's he's killing zombies and, he, and i'm pretty sure he must have it in his contract now like when arnold schwarzenegger would say i'll be back in every movie he's doing the drax stab with a knife constantly like every time i see him he's stabbing people like a maniac um and that happened in this movie a couple times but uh i mean it was fun if they tone down the corniness and some of the, like he's got these high concept ideas about zombies, but like, give me more Dave Batista. He, he was a dad in the movie and he's running around shooting zombies for, you know, there's a reason I'm not going to spoil it, but like, uh, he is so good. You can spoil it. It's been like two weeks since like the movie came out. Yeah, if, the, if you haven't watched it now, like you're not going to watch it. That's true. He, he ended up, well, Here's the thing. I don't know if that girl is his actual biological daughter. Uh, they infer that it is, but I think she, he must have been in a relationship with this lady, and that was her daughter. But she, similar to you know me and Scotty and and Jacob, you know there was like a a surrogate father type relationship. He comes home one day, and his his significant other is just clawing at this door. And she's obviously turned into a zombie, so he stabs her in the head to kill her. And the door opens, and this girl is behind there. And, you know, basically, she just saw her mother get killed by Dave Batista. And then it's inferred that they hadn't talked to each other for, like, years. And he always thought it was mad because he killed the mother in front of her. And it was like, no, she was mad because he stayed away. And he stayed away because he thought she was mad at her, you know. But, um... I don't think that was his biological daughter, but it was a father-daughter relationship, basically. So this, like, p- p- part of what bothered me with her character was that, like, she was such a bitch. Like, honestly, yeah. I think she was, She's like... clearly trying. Like, she, to me, she was the villain of this fucking movie because the whole plot of, like, her friend... I'm sorry, this is going to turn into an impromptu episode of Scrum and Stinks family video because we're going to, I need yes. to talk about this. Um, 
So her, there's this camp outside of Vegas and that's where Dave Batista's daughter is like working. She's like a volunteer or whatever. And it's like a teen zone. Yeah. And this woman, there's basically like a, a what do you call it? A, a mule? Is, is that the proper yeah. name? A coyote. A coyote. coyote. A coyote. She goes in. People. She she takes people in. They they find like a slot machine. You know, she like wires it basically, and so they get all the money from it. But it's dangerous because there's all like Vegas is now rampant, full of zombies. And there's this one woman who her plan is she needs to get money so that she can buy a way out for her and her kids. But this planet, but she like just basically just abandons her fucking kids, and right. like Dave Batista and everyone, they're going in there. She's like, I need to get my friend. I need to get my friend. And the one girl's like, Listen, like she's probably dead. Like fucking, I lost them, and like it's not, it's not on fucking me to sit there and watch right. them. Like I warned them because like that was a scene that pissed me off too, where like her daughter like fucking punches the you know the coyote, and she's like, This is your fault. It's like what? No, like came to me they actually came to her didn't they uh no no she pulled a gun on them yeah she pulled the gun uh, on it, them but it's because they were like waking yeah. her up in the middle of the night yeah, and this is uh, so i mean again i just her daughter i was just like oh i meant batista's like we're going she's like nah i'm going with i don't know it was just this whole movie she just she kept just like fucking well, here's the other thing here's the other thing too i don't think Zack Snyder's been to a casino because you don't get money out of the slot machines. You get tokens, and then you got to go to the cashier and cash out. Yeah, that was also a thing. I mean, like, listen, like, I, I even if it was quarters, who's walking around with buckets of quarters to pay off stuff? But yeah, there, there's there's certain things. So, like, his idea was that um, that again, you know, the theme of super soldiers being tested on the army was testing some sort of zombie super soldier It escaped into the desert and it, but it bit a bunch of people. And so the idea is this alpha, this, this beginning zombie, he can bite people that he likes and turn them into smart zombies, other alphas. And then, you know, they're smart. They can reason. There's a hierarchical structure. Um, they can communicate and, you know, they're not mindless. I need to eat meat monsters and then those monsters can then turn around and bite people and turn them into what we typically think of as zombies the shamblers ghouls you know the walking dead that sort of thing and so the idea is las vegas has been sealed with shipping containers and these guys are thriving as a kingdom of zombies and so so, i mean it's just they're riding around on horses. You got a zombie tiger. Um, some of it was cool. Some of it was like, uh, this, and the zombie somehow welded a metal helmet so people can't shoot him in the head. <laughs> some of that was really stupid. And then his his zombie queen looked very much like actual Madonna, so that was really unnerving. But um, yeah, like I said, some parts were super corny. And like, listen, this is a movie about reanimated corpses you don't have to it's i know you're make, trying to make commentary on stuff but like you don't have to make smart zombies and alphas in this whole it's just you're overcomplicating it and i think if it was simpler if they just had to go in and get money and rescue someone and these zombies are just relentless and then you had some super zombies would have made it a much fun more fun watch but um the, the thing i took away was 
give me more Matista before he gets too old to do it. Well, <laughs> this guy is awesome. Well, uh, for, first, speaking of more Matista before he gets older, there, there's something too that I wanted to talk about. But um, th- were you aware of the robot zombies? Yes. Yeah, so that's a thing where, like, but again, again, why? So just stop doing that. Well, apparently, he's supposed to get all in because there's like a prequel, a sequel, and like an animated series. Like, Netflix is all in on this, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's funny you speak of Dave Batista, like, yeah, give us some more before he gets older. He's actually been talking about his next time playing Drax will be his last time. And he's too old, he says. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I can't keep getting into Drax shape because. Like it's just it's a thing, you know. It was the same thing with like uh, Hugh yeah. Jackman with you know with Wolverine. He was like, I like he would have to wake up every four hours and eat like uh, two whole chickens and all this white rice and work out and then go back to sleep. Like just this rigorous schedule that like a thirty year old sure you know could do it. Like thirty year old, maybe even like a forty year old. But at this point, this guy was pushing fifty. And yeah. he was, he's just like I like my body can't. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of like steroids are probably taken as well, just because it's like I mean, you gotta you know you gotta look. Um, and, and, and unless you're Dwayne Johnson who loves doing that, like that guy lives that lifestyle, and I'm sure he's gassed to the gills too. But like, you know, The Rock likes working out eight times a day <laughs> and having hands entirely made of calluses. He likes that. But some people, yeah, like if I was Hugh Jackman, he comes from a theater background. So, like, you even look at like the first X Men movie, he's not that ripped. He just looks like a guy in a, which was like my big, I was like, that doesn't look like Wolverine. That guy looks, you know, mad wimpy. But, um, by the time X2 comes around, it, well, he, he corrected his regiment. <laughs> but, yeah, like, when you're his age and you've achieved, you've done so many appearances as Wolverine and, you know, by all accounts, I think he wants to go back kind of to like his theater roots. You don't need to do that. And you're rich. Fuck it. What do you need to do all that shit for? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely feel for Dave Batista. I think, I think his plan is just not be shirtless. He can still be Dave Batista and just as massive, but maybe not as cut. And he'd look great in just about any movie. Like he looked really good in this movie. So, um, I, f- I forgot who it was that said it. But like Dave Batista is the actor that John Cena wants to be. Like and and yes. by that, like John Cena also like a good actor. You know, the stuff I have seen him in, it's pretty funny, but it's usually just like action or comedic roles. But Dave yeah. Batista takes on more serious roles, you know? Like I I've never seen I admittedly I've never watched um uh Blade Runner. I've just right. I've never watched it. And I wanted to watch the new Blade Runner because I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan and Dave Bautista was in it. And it was one of those like, well, do I watch that without having seen the original one? Like, uh, I don't. And part of me was just going to like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just do it just because Bautista's in it. But like Bautista's also in this upcoming Dune movie. And again, that original Dune. Don't give a fuck. It's unwatchable. Really? Yeah. There's some movies that are like sacred cows from the eighties that I just cannot like, I find, I find myself thinking that way with a lot of Stanley Kubrick films where they're just long and drawn out. And yeah, there's an argument like for the art of it, but like, I just can't like, I love space odyssey, but like, 
I fall asleep every time I watch it. Or even like Scarface. I love Scarface, but like it's a long ass movie. I fall asleep halfway through every single time. So Blade Runner is one of those where I like it, but I just I fall asleep and then it's like, oh, well, do I spend another night watching that back half of of Blade Runner or like Dune? I could never get into Dune. Like I thought I was like anyone who likes this is nerds and that's how i was with star wars when i was young i was like this is nerd shit but well like i've i've, I've heard i know the, better now i've heard the dune books are really good like yeah i know uh like wh park has told me how good the books are like rachel at work she's told me how good the books are um yeah both nerds <laughs> yeah yeah you know and i guess consider the sword exactly and and i guess yeah that movie is something to be concerned but um dude like another uh, a lot of people are excited about it though so i'm not i'm not dunking on you guys it's just it's not for me but well i, I so i finally saw um like as you guys know i'm a, I'm a big taiko watiti fan you know um i, I love the man and I, I live in his best life. Shout out to Iowatiti. Um, but I, I finally saw uh, the only movie of his that I haven't watched. It's called Boy. It's it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's based on a short film that he did. It is, I believe, the highest grossing New Zealand film, like based in New Zealand. Um, it's really fucking good. Uh, so it's it's set in 1984. It's about this little boy. Um, he, he calls himself Boy um yeah his father it, it's him and his siblings it's like him his siblings and like his like little cousins they live with his grandma um you know uh, uh, like on this little i don't want to say farm because it's not really a farm it's, and as much as it's just like a little house and they have a goat um, but like in new zealand and uh the grandmother has to go into town for a funeral so she leaves she leaves him in charge and uh while she's while he she's gone his like deadbeat dad played by taika watiti he shows up and um some hijinks ensue but it's just it's really good like it's really like taika watiti has this really good way of like writing children yeah you know like uh hunt for the wilder people one you know a, a really good movie um jojo rabbit as well like and he himself is also like a really good actor and yeah. so he plays you know this deadbeat dad who buried a bunch of money and he's just like him and his friends are trying to find it and his son kind of uh you know just just wants his approval wants to win his love and it's fun it's just like a really fun movie like there's my favorite bit is like throughout the whole movie um taika watiti just saw et you know because like i said like it just came out then and oh uh, yeah so he's just like yeah et i've seen it four times have you seen it he's an ugly little bugger just the whole movie and like his son he's obsessed with michael jackson you know like at one point there's some girl and he's just like you want to see my dance moves my michael jackson dance moves and he starts dancing and it's like nothing at all um like that but no it's like it's very sweet and then you know he has a and speak speaking of like superpowers and stuff like that um <clears throat> he has a little brother named rocky and he thinks he has superpowers because when he was born, his mother died, um, you know, giving birth to him. And I, I believe it was someone that was just like, oh, you know, it's because you're a really strong boy. So he thinks he has like these superpowers. And so he's kind of just like a little loner the whole film. And when boy gets mad at him, he'll be like, Rocky, you egg. Like everyone just calls each other an egg for some reason. And it's like, you egg. Like I love a New Zealand accent. 
you know, but um, it's just one of those like really heart like heartwarming movies. You know, it, it re- sort of reminds me of like Hunt for the Wilder People if anyone's ever seen it. But like, it it, it it's made me think, man. Like Taika Waititi just doesn't fucking mess with his movies, you know? Because again, you have Boy, Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, Thor Ragnarok, and Jojo Rabbit. Like the dude fucking just nails it. And there's um. I was looking at a lineup of, of things, of shows that are coming out because there's some, you know, like he's he's starting to get more involved with uh, with television, um, right? And like I know specifically uh, on FX, there's a show. It's called like the Wellington Police Department or something like that, where it's like uh, it's kind of a spinoff of um, what we do in the shadows because like at a at one point like the police show up or whatever. Uh, and so, so there's like a spinoff of that, but um, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look for the articles. I know there was like another show that he's in charge of that's coming out that sounded sounded pretty fucking like neat. Um, it's called Reservation Dogs. It's a new comedy series from Taika Waititi, and it's very much like, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm all for it if it, Taika Waititi's involved. Well, like you said, like he he does really well at writing kids. But part of that is because, like, that part of him, like, he didn't let it die. You, like, we grew up in, like, you know, <laughs> and I, I'll call myself out. I was just like, yeah, Zack Snyder, fuck that guy. He's corny. <laughs> but, like, Taika Waititi has none of that. He's got all the that f- fresh ambition that a kid does, and he puts it into his movie and like you even see like behind the scenes commentaries for like uh Thor Ragnarok and he's just being wacky and everyone's loving, you know, it's refreshing because we're all so cynical sometimes. And for instance, like um, that movie boy and the, you know, the kids obsessed with Michael Jackson. Did, did he make any Michael Jackson's pervert jokes? uh in that movie no i mean this is again yeah. this is this in 1984 so there's like exactly. but but some other act some other director would have did a wink that guy's a pervert you know what i mean and he's just like no this when we were the kids michael jackson was the jam and i'm not going to put any other commentary on it you know what i mean someone else would have been like they would have made some kind of kid fucking joke and not taika like I don't think I've ever seen anything he's been in or done that had cynicism in it. Like it, it's all like what we do in the shadows. Like it's just, it's funny and it's uplifting in some weird way. And I'm, I'm glad that there's people like Taika still around. Um, I can't wait for love and thunder. Speaking of that, did you see Hulk Hogan saw that picture of Chris Hemsworth jacked his jacked arms? No, what did he say? He he cropped the photo because you know they they just wrapped like filming and first of all, uh, Chris Hemsworth's arms are huge. Like talking about eating roids, like this guy is jacked to the gills. But then Hulk Hogan just he focuses on the picture and he goes, "My brother has that Hogan pump on Jack. Looks like he could slam Andre, brother." And it's like. Chris Hemsworth is in way better shape than you've ever been, Hulk. Take it easy. He's acting like you're almost there, buddy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, he definitely like Yeah, no, fuck fuck Hulk Hogan. No, but I'm so burnt right now. I'm literally the color of like hot dog meat. 
<laughs> and I went I went to the bathroom last night and I took a pee and I looked in the mirror and I came out I was like, why did no one tell me I have Hulk Hogan skin now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to touch on something that you said where it's like, I, f- I very much feel this way. Like I was talking about it yesterday with my buddy Davey Portman um, on the Up Next podcast. And like I, I, I've I've friended the show. I've talked about it with you and other people where like, you know, you're you're about to be forty. I'm about to be twenty eight. Yeah. Oof. Do you do you feel your age? Um, physically I do. Well, one <laughs> my my daughter found like an old photo of me like before I got fat. And she's like, Dang dad, looking good and then like she showed one of her softball friends and like, How old is your dad? <laughs> and she's like he's like almost forty and they're like Oh, he doesn't seem that old, <laughs> which I guess is a it's a compliment. It's a little backhanded, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't mean it in a backhanded way, but like you know, you, you're like, oh god, it, that am I ancient to the young people now? But um, in spirit, I feel like um, I feel as young as ever. You know what I mean? I, I do the things I enjoy. Um, I, I have fun at work. Um, I, I buy toys. I indulge in the cinema that I like. Uh, I feel unfettered by my age. I'll put it that way. Like I don't ever feel like, uh, oh, I'm I'm far too old to enjoy the things I do. But I will say physically, I'm just you know, I'm a wreck. I'm like I was in that car accident. My back was. I was walking around like Al Bundy, and I was like, oh. But uh, in spirit, my spirit is strong and virile. How about you? See, I I know I, I very much feel the same way, and like I to me it it first it first started last week when um for Memorial Day I went over to Vivian's house, Vivian in front of the show, um because she was like, hey, my mom's grilling, like if you want to come by, and I was like, fuck yeah, and again, Vivian is someone who I've been friends with since I was fourteen, you know, so for the last fourteen years. You know, she, we've been friends. And during high school, like, I was at her house a lot of the time. So I got to know her mom very well, her brothers very well. Also, because, like, her, one of her brother, her older brother, like, he was a year ahead of us. And he hung out with, like, some of the older kids we hung out with. And then her younger brother was, like, in my sister's grade. So, again, so it was just a lot of, like, okay, I know everyone. And... You know, she's like, oh, yeah, they're coming. You know, they're going to come by. And it was one of those, like, all right, cool. Like, I haven't seen them in forever. First off, her older brother walks in. Uh, they used to call him Mousy. I don't yeah. know. It's because, I mean, he was, like, a, a thinner guy, you know. Um, dude showed up looking like the Incredible Hulk. Like, he, he, she showed up looking like Chris Hemsworth. Like, as like as we talk right now, where I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, this guy fucking ate his old version and, like, just doubled in size uh it's it's, that was one of those like weird mind trippy things and then like her brother showed up and again i'm like oh cool jerry you know this uh, skinny little kid long hair and then like in walked in this man with like face tattoos and like a child and i was just like oh shit like yeah like we have all gotten older you know and even talking about it, you know, with Davey, where it was just like, I don't feel like I'm going to be 28. Like, it's very much one of those. If, you know, like, let's say I've, I'm in, I, for some reason, I stopped by like my old high school and something happened and they were like, oh my God, help, help. We need an adult. I'm that adult. Like, right. And I, by no, like, 
it's just one of those things where I was like, I would not, I myself would be like, yeah, where's there an adult? We need an adult. And it's just, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I I very much feel like you and I, to an extent live, because I'm pretty sure Taiko T is the same way, but like, like Kevin Smith talks about all the time where it's like, it's like, it's by, in, by doing the things that you enjoy, you never really work. And in that instance, like I, I legitimately, and so I just made my six years at Pro Wrestling Tees on the third. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, And I have not felt ever, if if any, like, I mean, I've never, I I can't, I legitimately do not ever once in my life remember a time where I was like, fuck, I got to go into work or like, or maybe I should call off today. Like, I have just never felt that way. And I'm sure there's employees there who do feel that way people who have felt that way i personally speaking for myself have never felt that way like i if i i I work as much as i do you know and like i almost get like like i carry myself i expect a certain work ethic out of myself i expect i carry myself a certain way like i take pride in and you know in the work i do like it's just it's a thing you know like i i very much love pro wrestling tees one hour tees creative ventures and like every, like i i i just i work a lot and yeah i've never felt like oh god like and, and don't get me wrong there's definitely times where i'm just like all right there i i i, I you know i i finished up my work for the day i'm getting the fuck out of here peace out um but like i've just never felt like oh great i gotta go into work and i very much think that's helped as well as like um, oh yeah you know, like I, I'm also someone who, so I, I made a, I, I reposted something on Instagram the other day. Um, I'm looking for it because it very much, and I, th- I think it's the same thing with you. Uh, oh, it's like I'm gonna treat myself, and it's like me who has rarely, if ever, denied myself anything, and I'm very much that way. Like, I, yeah. you know, I used it used to be like, all right, do I get you know do i get food today or do i get gas because i don't have enough money for both so i can only do one or the other or i would have to like embarrassingly be like mom dad like uh can you guys lend me some money for this you know like and i now like never have to do that you know by no by no means am i rich but i i'm just now afforded the opportunity that like i don't have to like do any of that stuff and yeah well i'll tell you i i look at it this way too because i i do think and again we are the official podcast of pro wrestling tees so if you're rolling your eyes all the way to the back of your skull at at the amount of brown nosing we're doing it's not brown nosing but i'll put it to you this way are there days where the work is so tough that i'm stressed out yeah that that'll come with any job like there's, like a lot of us, especially, uh, I'll say a lot of us that are in the in the know, we're in the inner circle of pro wrestling tees. We're at a certain level where we care about the shop m- maybe more than the standard employee. Um, but the, there are times where we're just like, oh, the, we wear many hats and sometimes it's stressful, especially like during sales or if something's going on that stuff needs to be rushed out. We're all working as hard as we can. But would I, would I have worked this hard at my other job? No. I worked at my other job for like 18 years. And I, 
I loved sign making, but I would never, ever, ever in a million years put the amount of hours that I do into that job that I do here. And part of that's because I love it. I love it. And it, it affords me to do the things that I like. Like in the last several years that I've worked here, I've embraced my inner child (laughs) way more than I have for the last 18 years of my other job. And part of that is that that old saying is true. Like if, if you love what you do and you enjoy your work, it's not work. And that's a little bit of a missed over because it is work sometimes, but um, you're never like, you never feel like you're chained with a big iron ball and you're like, Oh, I got to break rocks for 40 hours a week. It's, it's never like that. It's always exciting. So I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. Because, and, and I get it. It's again, it's one of those things where like, not everyone is afforded this opportunity. That's why, like, I never, you know, I, I never take it, I never take it for granted, you know? Right. Um, because, like, again, like, I do, you mentioned same thing with my other job. Like, before this, I worked at Kohl's. I fucking hated it there. I mean, I'm right. I, I'm the same person. Look for excuses not to go in. All the time. You know, I'm the same person who would, I would come in, I would clock in, uh, like, especially towards the end of it, I would clock in and then just go fuck around for, like, an hour. An hour or two, I would have my walkie-talkie off so that, like, you know, if they were like, hey, we were calling you and we couldn't find you, I'd be like, oh, walkie-talkie's dead. Sorry. One time, I literally, I, I walked over to the pillows, grabbed a blanket off, off the shelf as well, and went into one of the bathrooms. It was, like, a private bathroom. Like, closed myself in there and just slept slept and then fucking woke up and then went home like that's how little i gave a fuck about that job and like i never yeah. do anything like that here and yeah i don't know it's just it's weird like and again it's it, so i i'd been feeling weird and like i reached out to because so, so i don't know how much into like astrology you are probably not just based nah, on yeah. how much i know about you but like yeah. Viv- vivian again this is a vivian podcast this week uh you know she she was telling like she is super into it like she does like readings and stuff and a lot of that stuff kind of like makes sense and like i reached out to her i was like hey i was like i've been really because the last few days like i was really like like unmotivated at work which is i think is why my workload just stretched out longer than it should have but i was like really what's up is it because mercury is in retrograde that has something to do with it but not like you know (laughs) Oh. I didn't know if it was. I was just guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mercury is in, in retrograde. So, but she she was explaining like all this to me, where she was just like, and so because I, I was like, yeah, I was like on top of like my work, I was like, I also just like, or not even that. I I, I think I just said, hey, I was like, I've been feeling some type of way. I was like, is there a reason why, like astrology wise? And then you know she was like, oh, um, I can pull up the exact fucking message because it, it was just it was trippy how like. I was like, whoa, uh, this makes sense. She was like, uh, yeah, you're having one of the harder Mercury retrogrades. Um, It it just explains all this stuff. So basically, until about three days before my birthday, I'm just emotionally just going to be a fucking wreck. (laughs) You know? Which I'm like, okay, that makes sense because I'd been getting like, I don't know. It was one of just those things where I was like really like emotional and just like in my feelings and kind of just like, why am I like this? Like, like why am I all of a sudden watching these depressing movies or like only listening to sad music? Because like, I'm not going through a breakup or like, there's nothing like, well, 
that was like last time I was at the shop, you came up to me and then you just deeply hugged me and then you cried into my shoulder making my shirt wet. And I was like, what the hell? And you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. So I'm glad you figured it out. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's just like one of those, um, I don't even know why I brought that up, but um, yeah, what the fuck was I saying even before? We were talking about how happy we were. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and so it was like one of those things where I was just like, yeah. oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't feel 28. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, like it's, it's very much, uh, I don't know. It, it's very weird. Well, just like as, as we get older and I kind of thinking back to like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not a little kid anymore. Well, I mean, speaking of getting older and birthdays and feeling different ways, my my brother's birthday is actually today, like as we're talking. Shout out, Chris. Uh, shout out, Chris. And, um, you know, it's weird because, you know, I've been the older brother by five years <clears throat> for the entirety of his life. And it's weird. we're at the point like where when I introduce him, I always – always to a fault would say this is my little brother but he's a grown man so i shouldn't say that <clears throat> and a as we both get older that gap is like a tiny per you know percentage of our lives like when i when i was 10 and he was five of course he's my little brother he's half my age but you know now that i'm going to be 40 and he's 35 that's not that big of a difference we're we're you could for all intents and purposes say we're about the same age right mm -hmm. so it's, uh, you know, it, it's weird. I too, I've had a shitty month and Chris has had a shitty month. And I don't know if that's because we're Gemini's or what, but, or if Mercury's in retrograde, but like, you know, we had, you know, both our dogs we had to put down and I was in an accident and, you know, Chris is feeling bummed out about all this stuff. But like, I don't know. It's cool that as, all right, I'm going on a weird tangent, but <clears throat> we, you you originally asked me, like, do I feel old? And I feel young now, and I think my brother's at a stage where he's starting to feel old. And it was weird. We were talking yesterday. Um, so my, my uncle and my father have passed, but one of their friends, who I remember as a kid, his name is Mark Duffy, and he's the guy that got me into comic books. Like he would come over to hang out with my uncle at the garage and he would always bring me like a copy of like the tales, you know, the tales of Dracula or some old Neil Adams Batman cover. And I don't even think he thought and he's like, oh, oh, what can I get this kid? I'm going to go see my friend. And he would just give me like they were kind of shitty comic books, you know, beat up ones. But like something as a kid, I would always be excited if I saw Mark Duffy because I knew I was getting a cool comic book, right? And when and when you're like 10 or 8 or, you know, 11, you always want to look cool in front of your uncle and your uncle's friends. And, like, for him to bring me something made me feel like, oh, man, I'm part of the, part of the group. And we were talking about him because he reached out and he said, hey, you should come hang out. And I haven't seen him since I was a kid. And he, he constantly he'll message me on Facebook and say, Oh, this reminded me of your uncle. And he would tell me some funny story. And so I was talking about, it. we were eating dinner and Annie was like, um, 
oh, what, what do you think would have happened if, if your dad and your uncle didn't pass away? And I, I honestly thought I probably would be a shittier human. <laughs> it's a weird thing to think of, but like, I don't want to say like our Chicago family was like shameless, but almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They were, they're all, you know, there, there's something about Chicago middle-aged men that they're, they're kind of a little bit racist. They're a little, they're a little homophobic. Um, but not lately. Like the, Oh, I'll tell, I'll tell a funny story. It's not funny actually, but like my uncle and his friend <laughs> didn't like gay people and like a gay club opened up and they went over to go gay bash people. <laughs> Maybe well, that's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. No, no. But like one day I came home and my brother or my uncle's arm was broken. He was in the cast in the sling. I was like, what happened? He's like, ah, we went to go beat up a bunch of gay dudes. <laughs> and then they came out. They were, they were way bigger than we thought. They pounded us with crowbars. <laughs> to me, it's just, it's funny. Karma. I don't know. Yeah, it's karma. And the irony wasn't lost on him that he went to go beat up some gay dudes and they beat him up in an alley. <laughs> but it's just like, had, had they stuck around, I probably you know, cause they were the coolest dudes in, in my mind when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have married Annie. I wouldn't have Peyton. I would probably be living in Chicago hustling and being a fucking shithead, much like the kids in shameless. <laughs> and then Chris joked, he's like, yeah. And then I would probably be like a black kid or a lesbian or something. Cause that's what all the young ones. Are. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I think about stuff like that and like it's weird, like the things that you wish never happened probably, you know, in your life, if you take them as good lessons, they, they made you a better person. And so like I don't think I would have felt as young had my uncle and and dad, you know, not died. I would have I would have just gone into that hard grind of the world and just been an asshole, you know. <laughs> so I don't know why I thought about that. But. No, I know that's funny because um, I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but um, so our office, our new office, it was my uncle painted it yesterday. I, I might have already talked about it. I don't remember if I have because you and I already talked about it. You but, talk about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so it, it finally got painted and stuff, which hopefully Tuesday when we record, um, we might be in there. But uh, he so he came by and painted it and... <clears throat> My relationship with my uncle, like, he's always, like, he is someone I've always considered, like, a second dad, you know? Right. Like, our relationship is, it's closer now than, you know, it was before, and I, I think it's because, like, I'm an adult now, you know? Like, so it's funny, like, you mentioned your little brother. I'm very much the same way with my, I call her my baby sister, <laughs> even though she is only one year younger than me, but, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, my baby sister, and people will be like, oh, how old is she? And I'm like... Uh, 26 and they're like oh like okay like i just thought she was younger you know and i'm like oh yeah yeah, no, she, yeah she's my little sister um but like me and my uncle like definitely when i was like a you know like a rebellious little teen like he was there like so i remember specifically one night um it was i was with my buddy and we went to his girlfriend's house and it was, I was also friends with her. So it was me, him, and then his two cousins came. And they were all drinking. I was just there. I was just hanging out because, I mean, I don't drink and stuff. And right. then one of his cousins got, like, fucked up. Like, he was drunk to the point where he started fighting his brother. 
And we're just like, oh, come on. And then <laughs> he was convinced he was a werewolf. Like, this is how <laughs> fucked up this guy was. And he right. was trying to, like, fight. And he started, like, hitting himself. And then at one point, he smacked his head on the concrete and started bleeding and ran off. Ran away. We're like, what the fuck? And then one of the neighbors is like, hey, like, I'm going to call the police. Da da da. Woo woo. We're probably, we're like 14. Like, I think we're like freshmen in high school. And I remember, I, I have no, we don't know what to do or what. And so it's like two in the morning. I call my uncle and I like, ex- and I like ask him if he can come pick us up or whatever. Cause we don't want to get arrested for tra- curfew. You know, you know, so he picks us up, drops us off and, you know, that's that. Um, and then, like, the next day, I remember, like, he's... Because at this point, he lived across uh, the alley from us. And he's like, oh, hey, he's like, can you... And, oh, I remember because it, it was, like, Thanksgiving. It was around Thanksgiving time because he was like, oh, hey, he's like, I made food. He's like, can you come help me bring it over? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I go over there, and he was like, hey, he's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? He's like, you don't have to tell me what was going on, you know? Because, again, he never asked any questions. He said, where is it? Okay, I'll be there right now. Pick this up, drop this off. Never asked any, never just, never, you know. And right. um, he was like, like, are you guys okay? Like, was it anything like gang involved? Or no? And then I was like, no. And I explained to him, you know, because he was just like, you don't have to tell, you get into specifics if you don't want to. He's like, I just want to make sure that like, it was a one-time thing. And I was like, no, no, no. And I explained to him. And that was, that's the only time that's like anything like that's ever happened. Um but he's very much that uncle where like i i probably like i could have been like listen like we killed somebody that's where that blood came from we killed somebody and we hid their body he'd probably be like all right well like you know what can i do to help fucking make sure no one ever catches you again like he's just he's very much like that um yeah and so like yesterday uh when he was painting i was with him for a little bit and we were kind of talking about that in general, you know, like we're kind of now at the point where we can both kind of just talk openly about like our lives. And um, like, he's always like, cause he's, you know, he, he's quite the ladies man. So he's always like joking about, how he's like, Oh yeah. Like you probably get that for me too. And I'm just like, I mean, baby, I was like, I don't know. You know, like it's sometimes it's like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, sometimes i don't even get a a text back so i don't really gauge like my look with the ladies like it's just it's one of those things um but like it it's funny because he brought it up he's like man he's like he's like oh he's like it's funny like when you were younger because like i was super like extra you know like it was like one of those things where it's like when i went up and when i went through like my first big breakup it was the end of the world and everything's eh," you know like and right. I'm just like, yeah, I kind of in thinking very much in the same way, like you, you know, you're like, I'm glad it didn't go that way. Like with me, with my first like serious girlfriend out of like high school, like I, in my head, like I was like, yep, she's the one. And like for years after we like broke up, we've, we were very much still like in each other's lives and trying to like make it work and happen. Um, like to the point where we're like, we should have a kid. You know, and it's one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm so happy that none of that happened. Like, I am, yeah. like, I am so, I am so happy that like, I will occasionally run into you. You know, like that. That is the most that like I have to do because we're just two different people. You know, and um, right. like having that hindsight of like, because I feel bad for some people that I know who like 
very much were like, no, 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 this is what I want. This is what I really want. And then the universe was like, there you go. And they're just like, oh, this, yeah. this isn't really what I wanted. You know, like there's so many like unhappy people. And like, I'm fortunate enough that I'm just like, no, as like angry as I was at the universe for not giving me exactly what I wanted. It's, it's very much because like they say guys brains don't develop to like 25, 26. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's a thing. And I'm just like, okay, I feel, and I don't know about you, but it's like, yeah, definitely like, and for me, at least most recent years, like I am now at a point where like I am more, I am able to to kind of look at things like a differently than I used to, you know, which is like sometimes it bums me. And like I've reached out to people, you know, ex-girlfriends, friends, just people in general that like, hey, I was really shitty and like we don't have to be friends, you know, but I just want to, I want to make amends. I want to apologize because, you know, like sometimes you do, sometimes you do get that opportunity to, to again, someone that you wronged or someone that you pissed off in a certain way to be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm a new different, I'm a new person. I just, you know, again, with the benefit of hindsight, I want to apologize for what I did. You know, like there doesn't need to be like, we don't need to be friends or anything, but this is just, me apologizing for things I should have apologized for, you know? Cause like, I, I, like I mentioned, like I have family, like my biological, I have biological cousins and shit that like, I don't fucking talk to because I'm just like, no, fuck you guys. You guys, I don't, I, I want nothing to do with any of you. And like some of them I've reached out to, to like try to make amends and others. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. But I don't know. I, I, well, I, you know, you, you mentioned that stuff and, yeah, I find as I've gotten older, especially definitely from my early 30s on, I've made a conscious effort not to be a jerk to people. Like I'd say probably my entire 20s, I was a complete dick <laughs> to people. Um, and it was one of those things where it was kind of like a, a macho thing. You know, like you always hear about someone trying to alpha on someone else. That was very much me. I was very much trying to prove to people how tough I, I would get in a fight all the time. And, you know, I would lord that over people. And as I got older, like something just clicked. And, and maybe it is that thing where your brain develops after 25 because like something started to click where I'm like, I would see people that I didn't like. And then all of a sudden it would be clear as day i don't like them and they're being exactly the way i am to other people like even friends and so um yeah with age comes clarity i will say as nice as i think i've become like every year when someone does a new year's resolution you know i don't really believe in those because like they don't you know if you if you want to better yourself just do it no matter what day of the year it is but as a token gesture every year for new year's, I'll say, I want to be a kinder, gentler person. I think, I think that's worked since I've done that. Cause I've actually made a conscious effort, but, um, really the only grudges I hold now are anything that happened. If my wife was wronged, like if one of my f- wife's friends did anything shitty to them, they're traitors. And I, I don't like them. And Annie will be like, what? <laughs> like, you unfriended this person on Facebook. I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. They're not. They're not being a good friend to you. 
And so uh, that's maybe remnants of me being an asshole. <laughs> but I, I did I did mention my brother's birthday and like I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but like I mentioned it because like I got him birthday gifts and they were like the worst gifts ever. They were like, normally, shitty birthday like, presents. Like literally shitty in every in every way you could mean it. But like so like people always say I'm a hard guy to shop for. I don't think so because like you could you could literally every year on my Secret Santa for work, one of my options is just make a hand make me a Christmas card. Like you don't have, you don't have to spend anything. Like if you don't have money, it doesn't matter to me. Like if you make me something nice, I'll proudly display it. And like you could paint a rock, and I'm like, man, this is sweet. Thanks. And I'll put I'll put it with all my cherished things. On the flip side, my brother's very very hard to shop for, in that like me and you, he just gets the things that he likes when he wants to get them. Right. So like if he wants that new TV, he'll just get it. Um, and then the other thing is the things that he wants are very either ultra expensive or, um, he's very particular. Like he does a lot of research about the things that he likes. So like, um, Peyton got, uh, AirPod pros, and he he was like he's like you should actually get the Samsung buns. They have a a better uh, range in this frequency, and uh, they're waterproof up to three. Like he he's got like a data sheet. So like if I think he likes coffee, I can't just get him like a coffee thing because like either he has it or he does not like it, <laughs> or it's not the thing that he likes. So I was thinking and I was thinking, and as brothers we talk about taking dumps a lot because you know that's what men do. And so Annie got the great idea. Why don't we get him a squatty potty and a bidet? Cause we've been talking about bidets at work for like the last couple of weeks. So do you know, do you know what a squatty potty is? Bruno? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's supposed to, you're supposed to like prop your legs up and it helps supposed to help you poo better. Yeah. Like I, I, know, I don't have one, but like I've been to friends houses who have them. Um, but it, I can, and I've always like, Ooh, I'm going to use it. But I, I just, I never have to go. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of weird, but like if you think about it, we're not meant to sit in our traditional seated position. When we were cavemen, we would squat with our our buttholes near the ground, and then that's how we pooed. That's how our body is meant to poo. So, getting a squatty potty lifts your legs and kind of simulates that caveman dump, and it, it just really aligns the chakras. So, I thought, oh well, if this thing is good to make you squat, I should get the tallest squat. So I got him like a nine inch one <laughs> and then he got it and he's like, what the hell? Oh, he was excited. And then he's like, let's see if it works. And then he goes into the bathroom. And he's like, there's no way I could poo like this because it put his knees so high <laughs> that like his wiener wasn't, wouldn't be like in the toilet bowl if he had to pee and he'd have to pee on the wall. I was like, God damn. And then the next gift I got him was like a deluxe bidet, like with, it had pulsating actions. It had like double jets. It had the heat. You could manually steer it so, you know, you can hit the right parts. And he was like, dude, I have a bidet already. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I told you like a year ago. And, like, I had to tell him. I was like, I've been talking about bidets with a lot of people, so I, I must have missed it. And then he was like, I can't – and I can't use the hot water anyways because I have to cut a hole in my sink to access the whatever. And I was like, well, Jesus Christ. So everything I got him was literally shitty. 
and I feel bad. But you know, after we get done with this, we're going to go do some some gridland, which we love doing every weekend. But uh, happy birthday, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. Like I, I feel you. I'm. I'm like that with certain people. Where like, you. It's just. It's impossible. I. You know. Like sometimes yeah. you, you think of the perfect gifts, and then it's like, oh well, no, I actually already have. And you're just like, well, fantastic. Um, yeah, I think that's people's problems with me. They like they want to get me a Ninja Turtle or, or, or a Batman thing, and I already have it. <laughs> See, I just I I love anything anyone gets me. Like, yeah. tr- truthfully, as like, long as you thought of, as long as you thought of me, to me that's much more a much more precious gift. Yeah, like I've had, like I've had people like, hey, I I bought you this. If it's like clothing or shoes or something, um, and <laughs> I'll get into the specifics because I told it to you the other day. Like so, you know, they'll buy me stuff, and maybe it's maybe it's a jacket in a color I never wear. But because so and so got it for me, I'm like, you know what? This is my new favorite jacket. You know, like, effort, yeah. yeah, like I remember my uncle got me this like specific like running sweater, and um, like I would wear it all the time. People were like, oh fuck, that's such a nice sweater. I mean, mainly because it was the only it was it was the only non PWT embroidered logo <laughs> fucking thing that I had, um, and it was just like, yeah, thank you. But um, and. You know, let, let first first before I want to go out on this one last story as it pertains to birthdays because this one I've been yeah. trying to find a way to shoehorn it into uh, the podcast uh, ever since I remembered it. Um, before sure. we we do, I, w- I want to give a shout out to uh, the patrons of the show, all the people that um, help support the show, help us, you know, bring it to you guys for free because uh, you know it does hosting this website or hosting this podcast does cost us some money but these wonderful people help us and uh these wonderful people include clifford fraser jesse colenberg jesse colenberg um who mark villanueva was listening to his episode uh of Marats, and i was like you know what you and jesse i was like you guys are big sports people and like a lot of the same nerdy shit you guys would get along so one of my goals is to to get those guys to be friends because yeah um they're both wonderful people, much like uh, Joshua Davis, you know, a friend of the show, Joshua Davis, uh, the invincible man himself, Ryan Mears. I, wrestling shows are coming back, and uh, I am so I'm I'm so looking forward to seeing this fucking guy like at freelance shows or just wrestling shows in general once they come back. Um, our man Neil Flanagan, who hopefully we can have him on this month to to do his review uh, on uh, Scrump and Stink Family Video, uh, Shannon Howenick. Uh, you know, yesterday I did a Q and A on Instagram, and Braden Harrington asked me how I felt about Canadian women. I said I love them all, and Shannon, you know, she she's in that category. Uh, our friend Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, love me some Joe Enriquez. They announced All Out is going to be here, so I imagine Joe is going to be here. Um, and I think that means we got to do like a big podcast with him and Taffy both on it. Since we're gonna party so hard. Oh hell yeah. Uh, our boy Ryan Crossley, uh, I mentioned Taffy as well. Vivian, Vivian, she's like the third fucking, you know, third stooge on here. Um, you know, Mercury being in retrograde and stuff like that. I'm sure she's going to listen, hear you say, you said what, you're Gemini? Yeah. She's probably going to be like, oh, this is why. And like, you know. And she's like, and there's one more bad thing going to happen. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> she's like, tell, <laughs> tell him to stay away from, uh, anything electronical. It's not yeah. going to work for up. Uh, oh. Our boy Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, WH Park, John Cena, and of course, last but not least, 
uh, the subject of this next story, uh, my godfather, Jesus, who uh, shout, out Jesus. shout out Jesus. I may go get ramen with him and his son next week. So hopefully I have a story about that. But um, this last story will go out on because you brought up birthdays. Um, I, I, I mentioned, you know, I, I grew up down living downstairs from from Jesus and his family. Uh, his family lived upstairs. My family lived downstairs in the unit, and there was also a basement unit. But we lived on the on the first floor. Uh, and his father and I have a birthday. Our birthdays are one day apart, so typically um, we would get birthdays together. You know, like they would throw yeah. uh, like big barbecues, and I I love his his family is my family. You know, like all of his cousins and stuff like they are for all intents and purposes my cousins i love them and care about them more than i do my own biological cousins um and there was one birthday in particular i remember it was right around the time right around the time that star wars episode one the phantom menace came out i remember uh my uncle jesus dad he had a bunch of like remember remember when pepsi used to fucking or like or Dr. Pepper or whatever, they would all have like the cans with like the movie characters on the side. Yes. So they they had a Look bunch it. of they had a bunch of those for Star Wars episode one. Um and I remember it was my birthday and I remember like Jesus like, Oh hey, come up here, come upstairs and you can get your birthday present. I was like, All right. And I remember <laughs> I remember him going like, Yeah, you like Star Wars, right? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, you do you like like uh episode one? And I'm like, Yeah, I love it. He's like, do you like Jar Jar Binks? I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, here's your present. And I open it, and it was like Jar Jar Binks on one of those little, like, camel things that he would ride. Yeah. And I remember feeling so bad. Be- and, like, then as a kid, and, like, I think about it now as an adult, and, like, like I I legitimately played with that toy for years to come. Like, for years to fucking come like as long as i still played with toys that was always a toy that was a staple you know if i can jar jar beings on this yeah. weird little camel um and so i always played with that i always just felt so bad that i was just like no but i mean mind you it was it came out in what 99 the movie yeah i would have been six so like yeah. a six-year-old you know like or even then you don't five, have the nuance i don't have the yeah. nuance but like that is that is one of those toys where like because I've since gone back and like rebought some toys that I had as a kid that like if I saw that toy at like uh, you know at a used fucking toy store or something like that I would a hundred percent buy it because like it's just, it's one of those things like you know it, it I remember specifically fucking you know him calling me to come upstairs and me saying like no and then just feeling so bad that I was just like oh god um and i know he listens so hopefully hopefully he gets a chuckle out of that if he remembers because i have remembered that for years and i brought it up to you the other day because we were talking about jar jar binks and uh yeah so you know um i uh, listen i love that jar jar binks jesus and i played with it for years to come i i have a a mini jar jar binks story like so i I play these toy raffles all the time, all the time, and I do pretty well. Like almost every week, I'm getting like a winning that I got yeah, at my desk. Pretty well, dude. You get packages every week. You do exceptionally which, well. Which, by the way, Ryan messaged me and said, "Dude, what is wrong with your desk area?" I was like, or he said, "Your desk area is insane." I was like, "In a good way." He goes, "No, you have one million empty boxes, and like I break the boxes down and flatten them because I'm not an asshole." But he's like, you got to get rid of all this shit. And it's from all these raffles that I win. 
well, this one guy was getting me, uh, like I won this big turtles in disguise four pack. And he's like, he was late on a shipping. He's like, I'm sending you a special gift just in case, you know, just for the trouble. And I was like, sweet. So I open it up and it's the turtles. And then also a fucking star Wars black series, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and I, I know he had like seven of them. He like, he bought like several lots of them and he's just trying to get rid of these Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, God damn it. So I bring it home and it's a good, it's a good figure. So I didn't want to throw it away and be ungrateful. And like Scotty was still here and I was like, Hey, uh, do you want this Jar Jar Binks? Cause like he was a big fan of, you know, all the prequels. That was when he was like a little kid. And so he goes, yeah. And then like his girlfriend was over. And he's like, Oh, this is sweet. It's, it's Jar Jar. And he's even got like, it had like this clear shield on it. Like mm-hmm. that he would hold up or something. And then later that night we were eating dinner and we were talking about how much of a Star Wars nerd him and his dad are. He's like, I'm not that big of a nerd. I was like, you love Jar Jar Binks. He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then Emily, his girlfriend was there. I was like, tell me this guy was not like, sweet, I got a Jar Jar Binks with a special shield. And she's like, you did. And he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, think, I think more people like Jar Jar Binks than they'd like to admit, especially now in, in like retrospects. Like, he wasn't that bad, was he? I, I don't think so. No, he was annoying for the one no. movie, and then they kind of just they shut him up for the rest. Yeah. But, and like, then when you think he could be a secret Sith, that changes everything. <laughs> exactly. And like, listen, I'm I'm someone who I love those prequels. Yeah? Yeah. I go with, I go with the prequels, episodes one, two, and three, episodes before episodes four, five, and six for me. Uh, but with that said, you guys, uh, thank you everyone again for, for listening. Next week, we will hopefully have... Uh, we're tentatively scheduled to interview um, a man by the name of Chris. He uh, he runs this company called um, Main Event Candles, where they make like wrestling themed candles. Uh, I got you know I, I found out who they were because they made candles for Marty and Sarah, and they smell fucking good. Like I have one; it's called the Handsome Boy one in particular. That one's my favorite. Um, I'm probably gonna have to order more because. Um, it's it's getting down there pretty low, you know. Like I I'm, I like candles and these smell exceptionally well. So we're tentatively scheduled to have him on next week. Uh, but again, he he's in the UK, so we're gonna do our best to make that work. If not, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely we'll de- he's definitely going to be on. It's just we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. And as well, if you're a member of the Patreon, again, if you're a five dollar tier, be a brand new episode of Scrum and Stinks Family Video with uh, Total Recall this Friday. And if you're a $10 above tier, you'll have uh, the, you know, the debut episode of uh, Scrump and Stakes Detective Agency. I'm going to reach out and try and get some music made because uh, we don't have any spooky, fun music. But uh, old Kevin Aldridge, you know, wonderful musician he is. I'm sure he can throw something together for us. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, but all right, you guys, uh, for Scrump and Stink, uh, nope, 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 for the PWT <laughs> cast, uh, I've been Scrump. This is Stink. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.